Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you very much for joining us today. Today we have Marissa LeBog. No, I think I just tortured her last name. It might be LeBeau. We're going to find out really fast. Dancer, actress, stunt woman, or stunt artist. I don't know what the politics are of that. Can't wait to talk to her about all of her, all of her uh, adventures and martial arts and birds of prey and dancing in La La Land. That's, that's quite a... Three di- very different things right there. All right, give us a call at 515-602-9609. Well, Marissa's already here. Let's, uh, let's bring her on. Hi, Marissa. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, how about you? I love the applause. It's <laughs> an ego boost there. Woo. Everybody how are should you, have Steve? A, good. Everybody should have a clap track waiting for them whenever they walk into a room. Right. So- <laughs> right. Or like their own theme song as they walk through the room. I think yeah. everybody's self-esteem be would awesome. be over the, the roof. <laughs> you know, exactly. before we like, <laughs> before we get yeah. started, how are how are you and your family doing during you know this quarantine time? No, I mean, um, good. I mean, honestly, you know, uh, the best we can with the circumstances that we're in, we're all healthy. Um, my family's great. They're close by my brother's close by. So yeah, I mean, we're at least able to see each other and, and be part of each other's lives. (laughs) Um, you know, at least, at least there's that. And, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's been an interesting journey for sure. Um, Right. Yeah, you know, I mean, I I think this whole uh, situation is just such a fascinating thing because it is um, forcing all of us to to be reflective in certain ways and also connect in a lot of different ways. And somebody um, was saying like it was it was it was like God forced us to go to our room and think about our lives. (laughs) (laughs) And then let Mother Nature actually like live and thrive. Um, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. You know, I think also um, I'm connecting with people that I hadn't talked to in forever just because, like, right. we're always so busy, we're always working, and so it's actually the silver lining is I feel like I'm actually connecting with people um, a yeah. lot more in the sense of, like, we, we're like, well, I have the time. Like, let's, yeah. let's reconnect, You're, let's actually find out what's going on in each other's lives, you know. I, I think the only down thing is that, you know, I love – I love Instagram. I like looking at, at images and what have you. And every single time I go on, there's always an Insta story going on that somebody's putting on of their workout. And it's, I'm constantly getting sure. these notifications of like somebody doing some Insta live. And I'm like, please stop. 
please stop. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch you work out. <laughs> no, for sure, but it's such an interesting thing of like how like we're like finding out ways that we can connect and just like yeah. have, you know, like these moments of, of like human connection somehow. And um, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. Yeah. I feel like creati- like the creativity that's coming out today, and like with like the live stream classes right. and yeah you know like zoom, people, zoom, like, is, I, zoom has gone up by like 400 percent. <laughs> my god yeah you're like oh i wish i had actually known about that and just you know invested <laughs> in zoom you know? exactly um, yeah but well, my, I, yeah, my, I mean i think it's no 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 i mean like i just think it is really interesting how like like there is still that need to connect, and so we're all just, yes. just finding our way to do it. Isn't that isn't that wonderful that that people really feel a need to uh, get in touch with each other, see how each other's doing, uh, reach out to people that you haven't seen in a long time? Uh, it, it's very it's a very introspective time in our existence. Yeah, and that's for sure. And and I think for me, I'm such an achievement oriented person that now that you've kind of stripped that element away from me, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like, Oh, like I have to deal with certain things that I was like, Oh, um, I didn't really <laughs> want to deal with and needed the distraction to do so. And now it's like, Nope, you're in your room. <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, I still fun. seeing you. I yeah. still seeing you punching that bag and then doing your dance. Oh, I, I, I still see you doing I your stuff. To. Yeah. Or oh, else we are, our heads sure. would pop. I mean, yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, I am such an active person. I think I, I would, I would, I don't know, implode if I didn't actually work out or, or yeah. did something physical, you know. Um, right. And, yeah, and, like, use this, like, try to find a way to use this time period as an opportunity for growth, you know, um, right. that kind of uh, perspective and yeah, well, I tell so, I tell I tell my audience yeah. all the time. I'm like, this is this is the time to to read that book or to write that book. I mean, you don't really have sure. much of a you know. What else are you going to do? Just sit there in Cheetos. We're going to have like the coronavirus 15 when we walk out of here. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to have that 15 sure. extra pounds. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it it definitely like you either use this as an opportunity or um, you go crazy. You know, I, I yeah. think that that's literally like yeah. your choices and. Um, <laughs> You know, and it, it is that thing of like, oh, like, what did I not have time for? Okay, great. Right. Well, let me just then tap into that now. And Right. Um, I think we're, we're, we're yeah. really blessed to live in California. We have a really great governor, and, and people are pretty much sure. under control over here. You know, and, you know it's yeah. not like Florida where people are going flocking to the beaches and what have you. That's, that's scary. No, no, for sure. And, I, I mean, I do think, like, you know, being respectful and like, you know, do taking things outdoors on occasion and, and, you know, having the social distancing, I think is healthy to some degree, you know, um, but, but yeah, like obviously being responsible about it and right. um, making sure that we're not <laughs> infecting anyone. Um, now, are, are, are you yeah. and your family LA natives? Are, are you normally from LA? Yeah. I mean, well, my parents, you know, um, migrated here from the Philippines, so I'm first generation. Okay. Um, oh, really? But yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I. So Tagalog, Tagalog is your your native language, right there, huh? Uh, well, not my. I mean, like my parents for sure. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. when they moved here, they definitely wanted me to be like, you know, American in a way. Right. You know. So. Right. Um, of course. There is that. Yeah. So, like, I didn't really get the opportunity to learn. Um, 
Tagalog. Like they didn't they they spoke it a bit in the house, but nothing was really taught. You know? Really? So, I I grew up in a Filipino neighborhood, yeah. and and you oh, know Tagalog yeah. was yeah Tagalog yeah I lived in Atwater, so Atwater was a huge okay. Filipino <laughs> hub. <laughs> so, sure. <laughs> You yeah. know, well, what I always no, wondered sure. was why why did people why did Filipinos name their children Peter and Philip? Because it was like Peter, sure. Philip. And I'm like, yeah. why are you why why are you naming your child this? Yeah. She's like Russell yeah. or something. Yeah, but you know, there's there's definitely this stigma of wanting to be Americanized in some degree, sure. you know, in the Philippines. But yeah, yeah, I mean, we're we're um, I grew up and I was born and raised in Pasadena, the hard streets okay. of Pasadena. You know, and um, That's right. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, um, but yeah, I was, um, I feel like I'm a weird anomaly, like one of the few actually born and raised in Los Angeles and, um, yeah. which I think is a huge blessing, but it is such an interesting thing of, of so many people have come here and taken on a perspective of what they think, um, LA people are like, you, you know, know, that's funny. Like I talk about natives, that all the yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, like the natives here are just kind of like, no, we're pretty chill. Like we're accustomed yeah. to kind of the Hollywood world and being celebrities. Absolutely. So it's not something that is like, um, like this this uh, outside like entity. You know, it's like it's kind right. of integrated into our lives. So right. I feel like most people who are born and raised here are kind of like chill about all of it. And it's right. the people who migrate here are like, this is how I think LA people are like. Right. No. No, no, really. no, 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 they don't really act that no. way. Thank you, though. Right, right. I, I don't need to wear sunglasses indoors. Like, I'm, I'm pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, well, I think a lot yeah. of us grew up with, with stars and what have you. And if you acted uncool, I mean, they weren't your friends anymore. Sure. Yeah. Well, are you a native as well? Or were you born Yeah. Native? I was born here, yeah. born and raised in L.A. Yeah. Oh, heck yeah. 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 Right on. Yeah. No, it's, um, it is interesting that, that, um, there is that perception of, of what. No, you've got it right. Whenever, like. I see, whenever I see people drive or like go to clubs and the way they act and what have you, I'm like, you were not born in LA. You're, you're born right. in like Michigan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you're exactly, born in Michigan, right? dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or like from the South and like ditching that accent and just like come in here and, and adopt it. I know. Yeah. I know. It's yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or from Chicago. For or, yeah. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so you you got into to dance before martial arts, am I right? Oh yes, I mean I started dancing when I was about four years old. Like I I think <laughs> I was <laughs> dancing all the time. Like I I you know would put on shows for my parents and make them watch me for like hours on wow. end. <laughs> and I think that they were just kind of like, huh, maybe we need to do something with this girl. Um, so they put me into dance class. So I, you know, started with ballet. Um, mm. I did that actually up until college. Um, wow. And then I discovered like modern dance and I was like, Oh, this is so much nicer on my body. I like this. Um, right. you know, and then like it kind of escalated. I, I think, um, I just, I just became like this lover of movement. So then it's like, right. I, you know, started taking classes in, in LA, like, and, I saw breaking, like break dancing, and I was like, oh my sure. God, what is that? And I just like was like, oh yeah, let me try that. And that kind of led to like tricking and parkour based things, and you're like in gymnastics, and you're like, oh, oh my God, sure. like the possibilities of your body, you know? And, right. So and you like, you like pop that, locking like, and not, you like pop locking, but not, not the spins and what have you? I mean, no, I, I break. Like I, I yeah. do like, you know, like head tracks and like hand spins. And, really? And, 
um, head slides. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's crazy. That's kind of more like, yeah, I mean, I could pop a little bit, but I'm not definitely not as skilled as like the actual poppers. I'm definitely right. more of a breaker than I am, than I am um, a that's popper wonderful. or a locker, you know. Yeah, you know, but I mean, like, I still did martial arts when I was young as well. Like, I started, I mean, I started dancing when I was four. I started doing martial arts when I was about 11. Um, wow. But that was That's more young. out of, yeah, I mean, but it was more out of, like, my parents' fear that I was going to be kidnapped. So they were like, <laughs> we need to defend yourself, you know. So, yeah. How, how tall are you that they, they, they thought you were going to be kidnapped? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm quite small. I'm like uh, like four ten, four eleven. I'm kind of in between that oh, that height range. Oh. Yeah. So like, I feel like my parents were, you know, like like nervous for me. <laughs> so right. Like, you can dance. You can do all that stuff, but I need you to defend yourself. You so were deceptive. You were deceptive then. I mean, that that is scary. Yeah. I mean, someone's gonna pick yeah. on you and then, <laughs> then see the other side of the rainbow. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, but I was always naturally somewhat feisty. Like I, my mom is a feisty woman. Like if you ever cross her path and like, right. um, yeah, like she, she will get you for sure. Filipinos so, being feisty. Definitely... I've never, I've never heard of that before. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I mean, it's so strange. It's so strange. I know. We're They're weird. so restrained. No. They keep to themselves. <laughs> No temper whatsoever. Yeah. It's zero. No, for sure. Zero temper. Yeah. No, so I mean, you know, like there was there was that, but then it was like, okay, let's add some actual skill. Um, right. To see if, uh, yeah. What did you first start off with? Uh, karate or judo or yeah, taekwondo? Yeah. Um, no, I started, I started with karate. Um, okay. Then I went on to capoeira and then I went on to taekwondo. I can see so, why you went to capoeira um, because of the movement and what have you. Yeah, and the breaking, like, I kind of found Capoeira around the same time that I was breaking, because it was, like, there were some Capoeiristas who would come in and, yeah. and get into, like, the ciphers and stuff, because it's, you know, somewhat right. in that culture, you know, and, uh, and I was like, oh, what is that, you know, um, <laughs> so I started, like, I started with the uh, Batuque school, and then I went to the Boneco school, and, um okay studied like different styles of capoeira and um, nice. yeah it's a beautiful art form like holy moly like it's gorgeous yeah. um yeah yeah you know and then I then I went on to taekwondo and that was kind of a fluke it was like I I was heavily by this point a professional dancer so I was um, right. doing like tv shows and you know music videos and and um, concerts and whatnot with different artists and different different things at this point. So I kind of had to, you know, make that choice of like, do I stick with martial arts or do I do dance? And right. so I kind of took that path of dance. And um, and uh, I was like walking, like just randomly walking by um, a school in Burbank, and I was like, oh, I I like I I don't know. I had this like I was drawn to it somehow. So right. I just that day immediately signed up and I started taking Taekwondo and I'm like, nice. I don't know. It, it ignited something, you know, in me. Right. In degree. So, yeah. You, you, dan- you dance with some, some very impressive people like Tina Turner and. Oh yeah. Christina no, Aguilera. Was, I mean. Yeah. Like that was, <laughs> Tina Turner was. Um, she's uh, a legend. I mean, she's a legend and she is remarkable like the hardest working person I've ever met she never marched through anything and we would have eight-hour rehearsals and it was like wow. you know talent having to tell the dancers like hey guys you can't mark anything because she's not she's not marking anything like you got to go full out 
you know, and like these dancers really? had a hard time like holding, like, yeah, like it was, it was really, it was fascinating and amazing to see this woman work and um, fearless beyond belief. Like there was this time where she had to be on this platform that I don't know, it was, it would rise up to at least, I would say like 10, 20 feet. And she'd be in these high heeled shoes and oh. no barriers. Like, there was like one pole in the middle that she could like hold on to if she wanted to, but she never did, you know? And like, we had, we had a guy there as like safety, but she was just like, like roaming around this platform, like looking over the edge of the audience. And you're just like, dear God, like, like, (laughs) Oh my God. Like this is Tina Turner. Like, please don't fall. But she was just like, had no qualms about it, you know? Right. Um, Just remarkable. She's not not a spring chicken either. I mean, she's not, Incredibly no, young. she she's, was in her, yeah, she was in her 70s when I worked with her. Wow. It was like her last touring show. Yeah, it was the last time she toured. And um, yeah, so I mean, like, imagine that being that age and like, being able to outdance and outmove anybody in that room. Like it was right. And then singing on top of it. And you're just like, I don't understand. <laughs> like, right. Are you a robot? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> you know, but she's just so skilled and like, uh, yes clearly has been doing it for a very, very long time. And, um, I, like saw in, I saw her in concert a, a, a while back, and, and she is just really – I mean, when you think about the classic artists that put everything into their, into their shows, she was one of those people that just – sure. to, to watch her was incredible. It's like, how do you have so much energy? Yeah, but, I mean, you could tell that she loves it. Like, that's yeah. the thing. It's like, even in rehearsal, she's super passionate about it. You know, like – it's it's I think that's why she didn't mark anything. It was just like she was just right. so involved in it, and it was just that was who she she is, you know. And right. Um. So yeah, and you can feel it, you know. And there were times where like I'd be so mesmerized by her, and it'd be like, Oh, Marissa, do your job. Like, what do you do? Like, I just like stand there and stare, you know. Like, yeah. It must you know, be wonderful like, to have a job where you like, good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. so she yeah. she yeah. give you a little look and that would be bring some excitement into your life. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, like it was just like, oh, it's <laughs> a beautiful human. Yeah, yeah. So you you go from Tina Turner and then you work with Christina Aguilera as well. And now she's she's a she's a pretty incredible artist as well. I mean, I mean, I, she's sure. younger, of course. Yeah. So how was how was yeah. that experience? I mean, amazing as well. I mean, I didn't have as much connection with Christina because it was more. Right me dancing in music videos of hers versus like right. going on tour with her or whatnot. So right. I didn't have as much of a close connection, but same thing. Like she is um, like, I don't know if I can say badass on here, but like she's a badass. Yeah, like she's just, yeah. yeah like she's just, um, her vocal skills are unreal. And yeah. same thing. Like she she's does. super passionate about what she does and um, her, perf- like the storytelling within what she does, you know what I mean? Right. Right. Um, is, like you could tell that she is saying something when she sings. It's not just like an arbitrary, like, look at my vocal skills. It's kind of like, no, like, let me say something to you, you know? Right. And you're just like, okay, I am listening, right. <laughs> you know? So I yeah. never, I really never yeah. expected her to get as far as she has today. I mean, I, because, you know, when you see these pop stars, you know, I, I didn't know anything about her when she first came out with Jeannie in a Bottle. But then when you oh, look sure. at her past as an actress and then you, then she grows up and has children or what have you, she's got some real moxie. She, she really pushes oh, hard. Sure. 
Yeah. Sure. And for someone who has that natural talent um, to then continue to push yourself and continue to grow and, and figure out like what else you can do with that, I think is, you know, something that really speaks to who she is as a person, you know, like that she didn't just like stop with being like, yeah, I'm I'm a really good singer. I have this natural talent, like, ta-da, you know, it's, it's like, no, like, let me actually see what I can do with this sucker, you know? And um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's like, like I've been very blessed to be able to work with artists that I feel like artists and just people in general that have really inspired me to, to be like, Oh, okay. Like here's like the possibilities of what you're capable of doing. And it's like, okay. Well, you worked with this, well, you worked I with some peer to huge yeah. companies as well, like Nike, iPod and, and Coca-Cola as well. Yeah. So yeah. were you doing, were you doing advertisement dancing for them? Like for the, the commercials yeah. and what have you? Yeah. Commercials and, um, uh, sometimes kind of like the industrials as well, like Reebok and stuff and, um, print ads. So, um, yeah. Wow. So wow, yeah, you, you're it, blessed. <laughs> yeah. No. Like it, it was like I've I've been very lucky to um, kind of be at the like right place at the right time, but also right. um, yeah. Like I I think like so my breaking skills, for instance, like during that time frame, there were some V girls, but it wasn't like now where I feel like now because there's you know such an influx of of talent because it's like we have access to so much with like YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. It's like right. kids are able to just like go on, on online and be like, Oh, how do I learn how to do this? Great. I'll just do it. You know, oh, right, versus right. back then. Yeah. Like back then it's like, we actually had to seek it and had to like go to places and talk to people. And, you know, like Asia one is this phenomenal, you know, B girl and, and like having to go to her and be like, how do you do this? <laughs> right. You know, in, right. in a world where there weren't a lot of women, you know, and so. Right. Um, you had to do it in, you had to do it in person and it had to be intimate almost. Right. Right. But I think that because of that, there is such a passion of it. And like you, you had to work for it, you know, like you had to, you had to really get into the grid of it and be like, okay, do I really want this? <laughs> because it's, it's right. so difficult, you know? <clears throat> and then coming from like a very classical background, like I, had no idea I was going to end up like where I am now and like doing the things that I'm doing. Cause you know, with ballet, right. like n- not very often do you, you know, get on your hands or on your head for that right. you know, reason. And, right. and, um, and then like modern dance, you get a little bit more into the ground and you get, you get more of that kind of component, but right. it's like, this was like a whole other world of, of like, Oh, I didn't know my body could do that, you know? And right. Um, yeah. So it was an interesting like transition and, um, but like during that time, I, I, I think I just, uh, there weren't a lot of us. So like it, it was at that moment breaking was such a big thing and, uh, right. and to be a female, you know, like a B girl, it was like somewhat of a novelty. So um, right. I was very blessed in that way. Like versus now I feel like it, there's just so much and there's um, so much saturation of, of, of movement that it's hard to now stand out in a certain way, you know? Have you ever seen the movie Breakdancing, Electric Boogaloo, and those kind of films? Oh, sure. Oh, my god. <laughs> I saw that in the yeah. theaters. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. Dude, that would have been amazing. Yeah. That would have been amazing. Like, I walked I mean, out, and I'm, da- I'm dancing, and my, my brothers and my, and my family are like, stop doing that. And my mom's like, just let him have fun. Just let him have fun. Right. Let, let him enjoy his life. Yeah, I no, know. I mean, like, it's. Yeah, right. Don't kill his joy. Um, <laughs> but but like you look you look at like the like the 
innovation of all of it. You know, like, like they're right. highly skilled breakers now and like there's, yeah. and they're highly technical, but there was something about that time period when like the, there was no, there was nothing like that, you know? So like, it was like a full, like, uh, like surge of creativity in a way that you're just like, what is that? And like, you felt right. it and it was, it was such an individual thing as well. Like I feel like now things are codified in certain ways where it's like right. in breaking, it's like, you know, like you have to know the fundamentals of like a six step of like a baby freeze, you know? And, and right. you talk to the older heads and they're like, what is, what are you guys talking about? Like we just dance. And like, right. we were just moved by like the breaks of the music and like, you know, like these are just things that kind of emerged from what, what we were feeling, you know? Right. And, the vocabulary um, came, the vocabulary, like, a lot of the moves came later on. Yeah, you know, and like, yeah, and then it became codified in like a way of being like, this is this is what breaking is, which I think right. is, you know, like necessary to kind of keep the longevity of the dance going. But sure. I think like also remembering the undercurrent of this was an expression that was an individual thing, you know, and right. tapping into that a little bit more than like the technical aspects of like what a, a breaker does, you know. Right. So, um, yeah, but oh my goodness, like. I mean, we lost a legend recently, like Don Campbell Lock, who um, yeah. was the creator of, of locking, you know, and, and like you talk to him and it would be the same thing. He was just like, he just did things. Like he was just a comical person. And like what came out was, was this really interesting dance and kind of making fun of <clears throat> the movement of the time and, and like pointing at people and laughing and, and it just right. escalated into this dance and then it became a truth. And then it just, you know, right. uh, blew up from there. And, um, and like, and it's such a beautiful thing to think that that came from an individual and like how he just was feeling the music and how he, like his personality kind of was fused in there. And now it's like a, a full blown dance, you know? You know, I can't, I can't tell you yeah. how happy you're making me right yeah. now to talk about breakdancing because, it, it, first of all, it's, it's one thing I didn't think I'd be talking to another human being about on my radio show. And oh, num- really? number two, yeah, and number two is it's, it's always been incredibly fascinating to me. You know, growing up with Filipinos, going to school with Filipinos, they were always excellent dancers, always excellent right. dancers and yeah. natural at it. And when I try to do breakdancing when I was young, uh, I was like that lengthy, you know, big, long arm kind of guy. And they were always very kind sure. of compact and, and did spins sure. perfectly. I'm like, come on, yeah. man. <laughs> but but what's crazy is that when you saw someone super long doing something, you're like, holy moly. Like it just yeah. like fills the room, you know. Yeah. Um, like they have you look twin- at crazy legs, yeah. Yeah, the crazy yeah. legs, and you have the, you have those twin dancers right now that they do a lot of a lot of locking yeah. dancing or, yeah. or what have you. They're they're insane. Oh, they're amazing. They're absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, yeah, and like innovative too, and their music is sick. And yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. So how do you how do you feel about like TikTok coming out right now? Like, do you I ever watch TikTok? And I do. <laughs> a friend of mine is is highly into it. Um. I mean, I think, again, like, it's a great way to express yourself, for sure. Right. I mean, the, the, I always have uh, a love and hate relationship with some of the, like, like So You Can Think You Dance and, like, some of the, like, trends of, of, of now in terms of dance. I mean, dance is a, a, a way to communicate, right? So, like, TikTok is a great way to, to do that as well. Um, and, and it kind of taps back into, like, the club dancing days where it's, like, you would feed off each other and, like, be like, okay, like, you do that, like, I'm going to do this. And, 
you know, so right. it, it does kind of lock into that social element of dance, you know. Um, but right. I think that, that like, with So You Think You Dance, like, I think it's beautiful that it has um, kind of, like, brought dance to a, a larger community that maybe didn't have the opportunity to see it. My only right. issue is that sometimes it's, like, it's only one aspect of dance in a way because it's right. more of just, like, the entertainment of it versus the actual artistry and expression of it. So right. there's, you know, like, there's that twofold element of, like, if you're going to do a dance about, like, cancer or leukemia or something, like, let's actually talk about it within the movie right. versus, like, doing aerials and triple pirouettes, you know? Like, right. there, <laughs> you know, so I, I think... Um, I think it's it's a great way to communicate. I think it's a great way to stay social, you know, like with the TikTok stuff. And um, and it does bring it back to like the club days of, of, of that kind of element. But it does. You know, it like, it think, definitely has a younger audience. Yeah. You know, when it, when it oh. first came out, I, I, heard, I heard a lot of conspiracy talk that it was created by the Chinese and for, to, to gather everybody's information. And before you knew it, oh, people had like 40. Yeah. People had like 40 million like followers like that, that one girl I forget what her name is but she has like 40 million followers and wow. I watch TikTok once in a while and, and it literally looks like they're practicing they're just practicing yeah. most of the time yeah. and then they, they then they pull out that one hit because I saw I saw yeah. her on Jimmy Fallon and I'm like you can't tell me that TikTok is that famous right now that a TikTok dancer is now on Jimmy Fallon that's crazy right for sure. But it's a trend like anything else, you know, it's yeah. like that one moment of novelty. And then I feel like it's going to die out, you know, right. but it's, it, it is interesting. Right. I mean, I think it's just an expression of, of who we are as a society. Like we had these right. like little moments, especially now that we're so into social media and there is um, kind of more of a surge of like showing this, like, I don't right. think that was a word, but like, you know, like, no, like I... showing yourself versus about an actual, like, um, concrete, substantial um, right. expression or communication, you know, so right. there is like an element now of just like, look at me, like I can do things, you know, Which right. I think it's just like the, the nature of where we're going or, or you know, right. like with social media, it's such a external kind of expression at this point versus like you'll still see like some people that you're like whoa like that that was a beautiful you know like like very pure and real and you know gritty or whatever expression but I feel like for the most part it's just um another way to kind of tap into fame right interesting you know well a lot of a lot of people say like you know like instagram instagram uh gets shut down you're no longer a model (laughs) you kind of thing because you you have so many you know (laughs) you have so many instagram models but if instagram was gone you wouldn't be a model anymore exactly or like you wouldn't be like the star like the you know or the influencer (laughs) you know but they're yeah you know um so it, it is i mean it's I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with it as well. You know, like, I, I do think it's a great way to express yourself and, like, show right. elements of yourself. But I think um, also it does become a thing of, of let's just um, show myself in a different light versus, well, like, you came, the actual you, reality you, of it. Well, you came from a life of permanence. I mean, you, you trained heavily for a lot of these things. You know, my, sure. my question my question coming into this is, you know, we talked a little bit about this. How, how do you feel about a lot of people learning things from YouTube? They call them the YouTube generation where, you know, if you, if you want to learn anything, like I learned editing from some 
15 year old on YouTube and I was very grateful <laughs> you know? and he, literally he was 15 yeah, years yeah, old yeah. and he taught me he taught me how to edit I'm like holy crap you know like I love YouTube but there's something about yeah. that that that's kind of disconnected from other people's experiences of having to go through the trek having to talk to other people having to express other people your your need and what have you right. you just jump straight to the source I think like you skip steps you know, I yeah. think like that's, that's what's problematic is that you go to something that maybe like if, if you didn't have it, you would have to learn like the fundamental steps and like the history of it or understanding like where things were derived from. And the unfortunate thing is that with, you know, YouTube, it is beautiful that you get to learn a lot of stuff, but I feel like it's, it's like the Cliff Notes version of it, you know, versus actually right. like reading the book, you know, like you just get the highlights of that particular right. thing and you might learn it but you might not know like all the other things that could have been discovered within that process right. and also like knowing the, the the pure fundamentals of it or understanding right. like like I feel like there's a lot of mimicking you know and so like right. we're not as um, inclined to kind of take that information and then like make our make our own stance with it because right. we went through the steps to learn it you know Right. So, um, because it's almost like that is now the goal, right? Like that right. particular like skill or whatnot is the goal versus let me actually learn this whole, um, like, like this whole martial art. Let me like learn sure. the martial art versus learning like the, the kick sequence. That's really cool. Right. You know, or learning right. like, you know, like the crazy, the crazy moves without learning like the basics of a front kick or a side kick, right. you know, and you're and like, you, you, you yeah. rip things, you'll do things wrong. It's almost a, it's almost a bastardization of the movement. I've been teaching martial arts for a little <laughs> sure. bit over 30 years and, and a lot of yeah, our fears went, yes, yes, I am. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of yeah. our, a lot of our fears in martial arts when YouTube first came out was that people are going to start stealing information. And that's the way we spoke about it. We want to start stealing information, yeah. but I, but yeah. looking at it now, I think I think more of it is that they're really not going to get it properly trucked down. They're not, they're really not going to get the essence of what things are. Sure, yeah, yeah, and it's going to be watered down, and it's kind of that that you know telephone game of like the transfer of information because it's so much further from the source. You yes. start to kind of get things that are are maybe not as correct or. Um, now, like we're filtering other things into it, you know, and, right. um, you know, and I, and I think like there's, there's both elements, right. There's like learning and knowing like where, where things come from and honoring and respecting that. Right. But then also right. seeing like the growth and progression and um, like what, what we can do now and like how we're going to utilize it now or, you know, right. so like, I think right. there's like those two opposite ends of the spectrum, but I think that there does need to be like the steps to get to that versus just right. like, I'm going to go from like step one to like step 25, you right. know, and, and not knowing like what was in between, you know? Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. If, it's if... like, I, I feel, yeah, I feel like I get, there's like a lot of young people who are highly, highly skilled and remarkable at what they do. But then you, you also see a lack of soul. Like there's like a lack of, of like really understanding like what, what, how this came about. And, you know, like there's just something tangibly like, like missing from the equation, I feel like, you know. Well, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Things are changing so fast. You know, the good thing about yeah. Zoom is like people can learn Pilates. Uh, I mean, the, the martial sure. arts schools have to have, have changed now. 
or else the schools are closed down. Oh, yeah. So they're teaching martial arts out of Zoom and what have you. And, and now they're having actually more people in class than they would have had people like in class in a, in a physical building. Sure. Absolutely. You know, like yeah. it, it's like there are like good things and bad things. Like if there's more right. exposure, there's more um, ability of connection. Like, I mean, like you go to um, Ryan Huffington's live dance stream and you get people from like Australia taking his class, right. you know, or, right. you know, like you, it's, it's, there's an ability to have a more international based thing and a global connection, which is lovely and amazing. Um, right. But I do think again, like there is something really also equally as important to have like the one-on-one or like the actual like person to person connection, because then that's when you actually do get the corrections and you do see like, like, Oh, the physicality of things that are right in 3d, you know, are like right. actually right. versus like a two, a, a a two-dimensional kind of way of perceiving it, you know. Marissa, let, so, let's roll back. Yeah. First of all, let me let me get this straight. How do you pronounce your last name? Labog. It's Labog. Okay, because I, I thought it was yeah. Lebeau for a second there. I'm like, is it Lebeau, Labog? Yeah. I don't want to I don't want to <laughs> trounce in your name. But right. you, you know like, what? People like yeah, French it out. They're like Labog. Like, Labog. Yeah. <laughs> but but yeah. Go, yeah. going back, I mean, you you mentioned that the fact that your mother pushed you to go to martial arts and what have you because you, you were kind of small and they wanted you to protect yourself. <laughs> you, sure. Now with ballet and what have you, where do you think you got a lot of that? Um, I don't know, discipline to, to be that person because, because you went into college and what have you as a ballerina and that's an incredibly difficult art. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, uh, ended up getting my degree in dance and and English. Um, In English, right? Yeah. Um, But I mean, I think, I think it was partly my personality and partly like my upbringing, but I do think obviously with ballet, there is that, um, element of like in ballet I feel I mean it's somewhat skewed but it's like there's this belief system that you can reach perfection to some degree so right. um um which, which is an <laughs> illusion <laughs> absolutely 100 percent. and has I think you know you look at former ballerinas like we all have like a slight dysfunction because of that belief system <laughs> but I think that um I think that that has translated definitely into other you know um, other like avenues of movement. And um, I mean, I think also for me, I just, right. I've been so fascinated by movement. Like I think there's like this desire with myself of like, what can I possibly do? Like, right. like how far can I go? And what are the possibilities of how my body can move? And um, you know, you, yeah. you went into creative dancing and, and for myself, just for myself, I've I've never really enjoyed a lot of the hoopla of creative dancing. The the one thing that really mm-hmm. got stuck in my brain was watching the Sia music videos, and that blew oh, my brain yeah. for creative for creative yeah. dancing. I'm like, if this is creative dancing, I want to watch this for the rest of my life. Sure, I mean, like, there's you know, <laughs> it's, it's so hard when you say modern dance or contemporary dance. Like, there's right. like so many different ideas of what that is, and, right. and it is because like there are some of the kind of more artsy fartsy things that are, are definitely more self-indulgent and right. um, are, you know, are, are more yeah. for the performer than for the audience to, to there watch. You go. And it's kind of like, you know, and so like there are elements of that, which I can totally 100% understand um, right. that an audience would not be connected to it because it right. isn't 
necessarily for the audience. It's for the performer. Right. You know, for um, the performer to express themselves and, and their will yes. upon you, almost like almost yes. like a poem and whatever. Yeah. Right. You know. Um, so it's, I feel like the the remarkable companies uh, who are doing it really well are are those who can still keep that expression and like maybe also utilize it within their process of creation, but then to to really find out ways to then like connect to an audience. Like, um, uh, there's like, Oh, like Nederland's dance company or like Botsheva or, um, deviate. Oh, it's one of my favorite companies. It's more of a physical theater company, but it's like, they are able to utilize like the process of, of exploration and like improvisation, which is how I actually love to work um, because you kind of discover like movement that comes out of something that you might want to say, but then you shape it and you structure it and you make it into something that is digestible to Mm. a a general audience. If that is what you want to do with that that piece. But like you look at DVA, like I had the pleasure of, um, having an exchange with them uh, where granted, like they have funding because they're they're from London, they're a London based company. So they had funding from the government. So they had ample time to work on what they wanted to work on (laughs) um, and, and actually get paid for it. But it's like they, um, yeah. I mean, it's remarkable versus here where everybody's like, we only have like, (laughs) I only can afford six days of rehearsal. We got to create something in six days, you know, but it, like the way that Lloyd works, it's like they'll play with different movements of like, what am I saying with this shoulder? What am I saying with this tilt? Mm. Like, you know, um, right. The language of movement. Kind of, yeah. The language of movement. And like what, I mean, Pina Bausch was like, did an amazing job with that, you know, like, like tapped in kind of more of what uh, the extra layers of, of, of what we can say with our bodies because it's like sometimes words are, are limiting. Right. So you could tell if somebody like, even in their body language, if they're lying, if they're saying something, it's like, you can kind of sense they're like, Oh, that's not right because of their body language and like what's kind of going on more internally. Like there is that element. And I think Tina Bausch was so beautiful and tapping into that and understanding that you can say something a lot deeper and kind of touch upon a more like, uh, animalistic and like human um, expression that that words may not be able to to give you. So, um, sure. I do think like yeah, it's just a matter of like what you want to achieve with it. You know, like whether it is just like having an audience there to experience what you're experiencing, and like right. just watching the like the performer actually live a moment, or right. there's something that is more. Um, geared towards storytelling and like this is what I want to say with this particular movement you know and like Ryan Ryan Huffington does a remarkable job you know he's the choreographer for all the SIA stuff and um, I've had the pleasure to work with him and we actually were in a dance company together um, wow. ages ago yeah so he's he's amazing because he's always been himself and has mm-hmm. just now found a way to to express himself within a context that is more commercially based. And right. I think that's a really hard thing to do, you know, and that's wonderful. His movement is so interesting. Yeah. And I, yeah, yeah he's, he's remarkable. And I think it's interesting. It's you, interesting you to look to at it. It. It, yeah. it. it captivates you. It really holds you in. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And like, and like, there's something like you feel about it. Like you, there is a, a, like you don't maybe even know how to explain it, but there's like a deeper kind of connection to it than just, right. You know, um, being entertained, you know, it definitely brings chills up my spine and it, it, it makes me involved in it. I mean, when I watch movies and people are like punching each other and what have you, I once in a while will shove myself left to right, you know, because you're you're, you're like mimicking the, (laughs) you're mimicking the movement, you know, or like you feel it like in your bones. You're like, oh, that was gnarly. Like, like yeah, oh. for sure. Well, well, yeah. When I watch him dance and his movements and what have you, it makes me do the same thing. Where it's like, whoa, that's yeah. that's in, this incredible. It really brings you into the rhythm and what have you. Yeah, I mean, and I think like I think that's partly also why like I don't have any barriers between like martial arts or dance or like I think right. for me it's all movement in a way that's still expressing a certain story, right? So like whether it is using movement as a, as a way to kind of silence or express like these two like opponents kind of in this struggle is the same as like a partner dance, you know, that would happen with the same storyline. It's just a different <laughs> way of like, it's just different movement that is, is dictating that story, you know? So, right. um, yeah, yeah. That's incredible. So when, when does acting kick in for, from these experiences? I mean, I think um, it started with dance. I mean, I think like that okay. was something that I was also tapped into. Like um, I did summer theater growing up as well and like music oh, really? theater. And, so you did um, summer yeah. And... yeah. Like, so like I, the acting was already like kind of in there, like sure. in the mix. Um, and so like, and a lot of it, what I loved about performing was to be able to, to integrate the dance and like the, the acting element and, Oh, that makes sense. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that was always in there, but in terms of like me actually taking like acting classes and whatnot, um, right. it was, it was, I think for me, uh, I wanted to figure out, cause I, I started to get into to more like physical theater type of stuff and wanted to, to know how to use my voice in addition to, um, the movement and um, that it, it wasn't a musical <laughs> that wasn't too right. long and dance. Um, you right. know, and uh, like it, it was just a matter of finding like the right school that suited me here in Los Angeles because there's thousands of acting schools here. There are. And, there's um, a lot. Yeah, and I and I remember kind of going through some traumatizing experiences of going into these acting classes and um, yeah, like getting some really interesting <laughs> um <laughs> ways of working, you know, of of like right. yelled at or or Whoa. trying to strip you down, you know, like break you down to like build you back up and you're like, no, oh, I don't I, want I that. Oh, I hate that. <laughs> yeah. I hate that. Yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, it's like let me utilize who I am and like what I have to provide and like, right. you know, just you know, and I found the Imagine Life Studios with Diana Castle and yeah. um that saved my life in terms of like acting like I it was just like ah this is what acting is like a very empathetic outlook on 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 what we do as actors you know and and like the the joy of like and um like exploration of stepping into somebody else's shoes and living that life for that moment in time and that circumstance and maybe getting a larger understanding of like why that person killed that person, you know, because sure. if you actually like step into that circumstance and live that life fully, 
you're like, oh, I totally would have killed the dude, you know, like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> because you're empathizing you know, with the character. Um, yeah, and, like, you actually get to, to live that life for a moment. And, and right. that's what I love about, about the school is that it is all imagination-based. So it, it's stripping away, like, me, Marissa, the personal and all that stuff and really tapping into, like, my humanity and just, like, not trying to see it through my personal eyes and my personal experiences, but really, truly, like, imagining my, myself within those circumstances and living that life fully through that person um, as right. that person and, and um, discovering. It's not even, like, trying to make it into something, like, discovering, like, ultimately what that means and what that is. And, and then right. through that being like, oh, like, I understand now how I got to this point, you know. And, right. Um, so I think in terms of like a, a more, um, I guess, professional stance on acting, like I feel like I had to find like the right school for me to like really sure. tap into. I mean, I did it with, it sounds like, with like, the theater and like. It sounds a lot like martial yeah. arts where, you know, because, you know, a lot of martial arts schools want to break you down and right, rebuild you right. up later on. You know what I'm saying? And, and I, I do not yeah. respond well to that environment at all. I do not either. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's like I am a full person already, so yeah. let's just add to that, you know. Exactly. And, um, yeah, versus like let's just break it down and like build yeah. into a robot of what I want, like, you how know. How are you how are you gonna how, how are you gonna build me into something that I, I already am, but better if you break me down right. and don't even know how to construct me? Right. No. Exactly. And then there's like you know then you then you become something that you may not want to be or like you right. are, you know like there's like this element of, of somebody else's perspective or someone else's like idea of like life. Well, I guess that is perspective, but you know, it, it right. it's not your own. And, um, right. you know, like I, I love, um, I went to master master, uh, Simon Ree. Um, yep. I took Taekwondo from his school and he's remarkable. My goodness. Um, I mean, yep. a crazy, amazing stuntman, like double Jackie Chan and, you know, um, yep. and, but his, School is just remarkable because he is like he really taps into like what it is as an art form and what right. you can do with it. And I remember, so I had gone to like very um, a short span of time. I went to a wushu school just to kind of see what it was, right. and I ended up leaving pretty quickly because it was exactly what you're talking about. It was very militaristic, right. and it was was it the one in Burbank? Um, like no, no, it was a different okay. school. Um, it's actually not around anymore, but it, <laughs> it, yeah, like it's very much like they didn't want to teach me like the movement. Like I would ask questions of like, well, what would I use this for? And right. like, they're like, oh no, you're not at the right belt to know that. And it's like, wait, what? what? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't you know, make like, any sense at all. It doesn't make sense at all. And it was, um, so I, I quickly left that school, but, um, they they were like very military and they wanted us to be like yes sir yes ma'am you know in a way oh. that was like more of a power driven thing right. you know versus like really educating us to understand what this is and what I what I love about mastery like one of the first things he said when I when I started taking it from him was that the reason why we say yes sir and yes ma'am is obviously a, a means of respect but it's also a right. means of humbling ourselves with in this practice that does that can turn violent. And it's, it's just a way of reminding ourselves of our humility and our humanity. And it's like, sure. that's why we say yes, ma'am. And yes, sir. You know, and right. so it's not a way of power, which is what this school was. It's just like wanting us to, 
to show them respect, but it, it like yeah. it really and it's and, and, and it's like, fake respect because yeah. you're you're in fear, and that's that's one of the reasons why you're expressing, <laughs> you know, right. that that, exactly. that kind of authority. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's yeah. not real. Yes, correct. It's not real. You know, no. and so um, like that's what I think is so beautiful about Master Re is that he is he himself like even though he's remarkable, he's so humble, and he's also constantly learning and. Um, and, and with us, he's constantly like sharing all the things that he's acquired. Like he might go someplace and study for a couple months and come back and teach us, you know, um, things that he's learned. Like he's just, right. he is so much about the growth of it and, um, so much about the art form of it. So, right. um, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, like I love that's, that's a mastery. That's a yeah. wonderful. So you, you, yeah. were, you were an English major as well, and I can see it kicking in because you're correcting all your words along the way. Do you, do you, purposely, <laughs> do you, do you purposely screw up English once in a while just, just for the heck of it? <laughs> no. I mean, <laughs> I wish that was the case. I wish I was just like, oh, let me, you know. Um, I, I mean, I love language. I, I've always yeah. loved language. I'm, I'm such a book nerd. Like, I, my entire house is filled with books. I just, I'm, I've always been like that. Oh, really? What's your favorite book? Um, oh, my goodness. Um, Storyteller you know, Samuel, by... You know, Samuel, Cle- Samuel Clemens said that a classic is a book that everybody knows, but nobody reads. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like The Alchemist. Like, everybody knows of it. But, no, I mean, but nobody reads it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, so what's your like, favorite book? Um, um, so, oh, it's so, it's so hard. Um, like, Jodi Picoult. Like right now, Storyteller by Jodi Picoult is one yeah. of my all-time favorites. Um, Murakami is also remarkable to me just because he's yeah. just like how he's able to um, have all these fragments and then it comes together and you're like, what? Like how did that right. happen? And, and it's so unique. Like his perspective is just so out there and bizarre, but it's, you know. Um, yeah. And then Jodi Picoult is just like her – like how she's able to tap into like human beings and like the fundamentals of who we are and like express that through story is incredible. Right. So I think like I'm trying to now, you know, I I'm making films. Um, and so like, like now I feel like I can utilize my, my English skills. Like I, I was always writing stories. Like my dad um, before he became a doctor was a writer prior to that. And really, so, yeah, yeah. So he um, he and I, like, we used to write stories to each other um, for, like, Christmas and stuff. And so there was always that kind of element of, of sharing stories. And, like, apparently his father was a huge storyteller. Like, people used to come to the village and, like, sit and listen to him speak and tell stories. So That's wonderful. Um, yeah. So it, I think that that was always part of of my upbringing as well. And I, I think I, that I really, yeah. I really don't hear a lot of stories like this. That, that's, that's really an incredible story. And he's a doctor yeah. now. And, and then he, he shared this mm-hmm. with you and it, it really built you up. And now you're a storyteller yeah, no, just like sure. your father. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I'm just finding different ways to tell it. You know, I, I mean, I do write stories, but I think because, you know, of my movement background and because um, I do love, film and TV and kind of the power of that. Like I think now I'm, I'm really tapping into what I can do utilizing all these skills that I've acquired through my life. And, right. you know, it's been a process for sure. Um, like it's, you know, definitely 
um, a learning curve for me of like, I'm, I'm building, like I'm doing shorts right now. And like, I've, I have two shorts currently and they're in the really? festival circuit and yeah. And, um, they're doing pretty well. And, and, um, I feel like I'm learning through the process of doing like, I'm, right. I'm, I, I have a hard time. I think now just because I've been out of school for such a long time, like, I don't yeah. think I'd be able to like sit in a classroom and like learn through that process. So right. I think for me, it's like I'm literally like grabbing all of my super talented friends and being like, hey, here's a story I just wrote. You want to do it? <laughs> like, right. You know, and like we'll create it. And um, yeah, it, it's been it's been a really wild ride for sure. And I and I feel right. like I'm I'm learning so much um, about about the process and like what I can actually say um, through the medium of, of film right. and TV. And yeah. I've been a, yeah. I've been a writer since I was a little boy. I write novels and what have you, and I write screenplays oh, and what have you. So I, I wrote this one screenplay for this one movie called The Lackey, and we had this huge um, premiere at, at Bakersfield uh, Theater, and there was about 450 uh-huh. people there. It was really wonderful. Oh my god! But but, but yeah. nobody cared. Nobody cared who I was as being the writer. People cared who the actors and actresses were, who the director was. Sure. So I went for a sure. walk because I was I was supposed to go to the bookstore. And there was a line. Yeah. And I was like, Who, who's the line for? They're like, oh, it's for you. And I was, oh. I was blown away because it, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was writing. It's a bookstore. They, they all want to know who the writer is in here. And I'm like, oh, sure. I'm home. I'm home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah with, I'm with no, the people sure. who, yeah, with, who want the same thing. But there's something about novelizations and writing that's just really mm-hmm. incredible. You know, it, it's, yeah. I, I would say it's probably the most kind of, I mean, if you want to look at all the arts, probably the most arrogant art, because it is about the articulation of word, where painting is probably the, the most basic, because that's what cave people did. That's what the Mongolodon right. did. Right. So it, it is kind of, kind of like the most kind of, you know, uppity way of creating, but it's, <laughs> it's wonderful. <laughs> but it's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you see it done well, yeah. it's wonderful. Yeah, like there are times where you're just like, how did you just say it like that, you know? Or, right. Um, yeah, like where you're just like, that That was the most beautiful way of portraying like a sunset, you know? And you're just like, I, I don't know how you were able to do that. You know, it's, right. I, I think that, that it does tap into, for me anyways, <clears throat> I think it taps into like a, not necessarily like the analytical side of things, but kind of like... Right. Um, where it's like dance, like there's like this more instinctual element to dance with me and like movement and, you know, like that I feel like taps into like an instinct in me of like, this is how I want to say it or this is how I want to move uh, right. based on this feeling and this emotion. But with writing, it's like, it's like really kind of tapping into like what, like how, how would I express this to someone that, that does tap into something deeper than just the right. words themselves right you know and I think that's the challenge because like I said before like I feel like there is a limitation to language in a way you know that that movement doesn't have because everybody has a body for the most part and everybody has instincts and like there's things that I think like we can tap into on a visceral level that um is almost unspoken and it just kind of happens but I think with language it's like there is that challenge of, of like oh like how would I like how would I get this person to feel this, 
you know, like, right. how, like with what words can I make this person feel the depth of what I'm saying? Right. And, and I think I do like part of me that also loves that aspect of things of like, of the challenge of like, how would I get you to, to feel this, you know, um, right. Versus just reading it or just kind of being like, Oh yeah, that was a cute way of saying it, you know? Right. You and, know, I, uh, I can see a, I can see a parallel with, with creative dance, because, you know, if you do creative dance just for yourself and not for the audience, that's kind of like writing a book that's kind of like a diary where you don't really care if anybody gets it. And then sure, the other creative yeah. dance was, is more for the audience. And that's more of a book that, that is read worldwide because people understand that right. you empathize with their feelings. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. There's a structure to it. There is, you know, right. um, there's a way of shaping it that that right. I feel like is, is a easier way to receive it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So, um, wow. Yeah. You're an incredible, yeah, you're an incredible really... human being. You really are oh, an incredible you. human being. Thank <laughs> you're you. quite I impressive. Think, I think it. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you as well. I mean, you also have, are extremely versatile and you have so many things under your, under your belt as well. I think, I think there's a commonality with, with, uh, creatives in a way that, yeah. um, we're just, we, I don't know. I just want to see what um, all humanity holds, I guess. Like that yeah, sounds yeah. like such a cheesy sure. statement, but, but it's like, like, I really want to know <laughs> like right. all the potential that we have. And I really want to know like how that, that taps into the larger community and, um, um, sure. and then like my part within that process, you know? And so I think like, I I just I'm curious right. all the time of like what what else is there and like how else can I do this and and um well this how is else this is why I, you're so this is why you're so successful in, in all the things that you do so so you you went you went into acting and your first your first thing was the Drew Carey show am I wrong on that one well no I mean I I was a dancer with the Drew Carey show but there was definitely we were oh. psychiatric patients so <laughs> we got to. Um, <laughs> which was so much fun, especially in the context of a comedy, you know, it's like there were no real restrictions, you know, like obviously like in terms of the dance and all that stuff, but like that, that was, you know, Andrew Carey, oh my goodness. Like he also was um, so generous with just like his, his was he he kind? Oh, so kind. And like, like would eat lunch with us, you know what I mean? In a way, you're just like, whoa, really? hey, hey, dude, you know, and like would <laughs> like be curious about who we are as, as people, right. you know, and like wasn't just looking at us as like, oh, like another group of people just coming into the show, you know, and um, right. he also like loves movement. Oh my goodness, like he he like wanted to do everything physically. Like really? he didn't want to double. He didn't want any of that stuff. Like there was one moment where he had to jump on top of a TV, like a pretty high TV. And, uh-huh. um, like, you know, like not obviously a flat screen TV, like what used to be like, the, <laughs> the full TV. What used like, to be a TV, yes. <laughs> right, like the boxy TV. Like, right. And, um, and, like, he practiced. Like, he would, on our breaks or on lunch, like, he would practice, like, how he would jump on. Like, so he would start with, like, boxes first and, like, build the progression to jumping on this TV. And, um, by, by the time we shot it, he had it, you know, and, um, that wow. was like, he, yeah, he loves movement. Like, right. <laughs> like, I feel like if he didn't go the path that he went, like, I think there, he would have been a dancer. Like, I think there's oh, some of nice. that as well. And yeah. 
Yeah. So, I, I think um, I was I think I was a little too old to watch That's So Raven. I did I did watch it, but you were you were in a in an episode of That's So Raven. How, how was that experience? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, like That's So Raven. So I did. Okay. <laughs> I I feel like there's like a bookend with this one. Like I did That's So Raven, <laughs> and then I did Raven's Home. So it's like I I I got to do That's So Raven um, as as a dancer and um, a swan like dancer. And again, it was pure comedy, and it was awesome. And Raven Simone is also extremely brilliant. But she is then very I got to do, creative. Oh my God, super creative. And then I got to do Raven's Home, which is, you know, like she's much older at this point and um, right. now, like, you know, has kids on the show and whatnot. And it was so cool to see her because, like, watching her as a kid and, and being on that show as a kid and then seeing her as an adult and, like, seeing what kind of person she became was a really cool thing to watch because she was like mama bear, like guiding these young actors and like really teaching them um, the, the tools that they need to be a remarkable actor themselves and right. like teaching them uh, comedic timing and like cadence and stuff of like right. why, like if you did it like this, it would be funnier than if you did it like this. And like for her, I feel like it was very instinctual, but now like she's having to really guide these young actors. And so that one was really cool too, because that's I feel interesting. Like yeah, like, I, I think I got to see, like, two different components. And then in my career, like, I was dancing on, on That's a Raven, and then I was doing stunts on Raven's Home. So, like, it was also, like, for me, it was a total journey to then find myself back on set with her and seeing us in a different space and, um, like, being able to talk to each other is more adult than what we could have done, you know, back then on Raven's Home. Or uh, that's the Raven, you know. So, yeah, it was a, it was. She super creative, like really knows her stuff. Like it was. I mean, I guess it's it's something that that only like someone who's grown up doing it could really like instinctually know. Like it was just like in her bones, you know. Um, like there was no. Uh, like figuring out of things. Like I feel like she worked on instinct and then taught the instinct, you know? Right. So, yeah. Now, now before we move on, I, I, I really want to focus on, on something that I love to death, which is La La Land. I, I, ah. I love that movie. It, it is, the music is, is to die ah. for. Uh, yep. Yeah. It, it's the one movie that make, definitely makes me cry. It's definitely my cry movie, my go-to cry movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was what was it like to be on that set? And, and did you feel like you were making something that that was going to be as big as it came out to be? Oh, sure. I mean, like there definitely was a sense of it um, because, I mean, I, we were on a closed down freeway. <laughs> like, right. Like, there's, you know, you're like you're in that you're opening like, freeway gonna, scene. Yeah. Like that's going to be pretty epic. Like we, we knew. I mean, like when we first started rehearsals, there was kind of you didn't really get that sense yet but then like right. the moment we were like dancing on cars you're like oh this is gonna be cool and then right you know once we were on the freeway it was epic but it, the like I love I mean the film was amazing obviously but um that was also one of my highlights just because um Mandy Moore is remarkable incredible she's choreographer a, but also she's a wonderful choreographer she's incredible oh, I mean She's also an amazing dancer. Like I knew her back in the day when she was purely a dancer prior to being a choreographer. Really? And oh yeah, and like she 
oh, it was a, a crazy amazing dancer. Like, like, hands down, probably one of the top in the industry for sure. And yeah. so, like, to and then on top of it, like, she's just this super kind person who, um, under the strain of all of it, was able to really keep her, uh, you know, her demeanor right. and like really like. It was it was such a lovely set to be on, and um, but it was like she brought in, like the the I don't want to say like the old folks, like it was like brought in the veterans basically, you know? right? And so like right. we we all got to like it was basically a reunion, like it was a group of of dancers that I used to dance with and hadn't been able to dance with for a while, and it was just like all of us coming together. So it was also so lovely because there was no egos like we were all in it to create this thing and um it was pure joy because it's like I feel like because the majority of us were veterans um and had been through right. it's like we really were just enjoying the experience and enjoying each other so I feel like in addition to the fact that the movie was amazing like the experience of creating it and being part of it was even deeper for me because I got to work with people that I love that I hadn't been able to work with for a while, right. but also like we were really there to create something magical versus trying to show off or trying to, to be something else. It was, like, it was, it was magic it for was, all of yeah. us. I'll tell you that much. It was, it was yeah. truly a magical film. When you watched it on screen, yeah. did, did, did you get that feeling? Did you, what did you feel when you saw oh, it on screen? For sure. Sure. Like, I mean, yeah. there's things that you do right in the industry that you're kind of like, yeah, you know, I did it. And like, it was okay. You know, like, and, right. but there's like other ones that you're like super proud of and like super excited to be part of. And, and La La Land definitely is one of those where it's like it, the experience of creating it comes back because like you, you, I feel like you do get that on screen. Like you do get right. the, the fact that we are a team and that we actually like each other, you know, um, I right. feel like you get that sense, you know, um, on screen and, and that it was a, a group effort. Um, yeah, it was, yeah. yeah, it was a remarkable experience for sure. Well, let's, let's roll back a little bit because another show that I probably should never have watched or, or I'm too old to watch, but was Jesse. I, you, you, you did stunt work with them. Before. I like that show. Yeah, I like no, it's a great show. I, I like that show. It's a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. So you did, show. You did stunt um, work for them. Where did, the, where did the stunt work come from? I mean, I, I can understand where the actress, actress, actor comes from, the martial arts, the dancing, all these things. But putting your, your body on the line, uh, that, that's another level. Where, where, did, the, where did that instinct sure. come from? Um, I mean, I honestly, it, it came from left field for me. Like I didn't really think about not work at all. And, um, I was doing a film as an actor, um, called active valor and mm. I needed to do a stunt and they needed an actress who could fall down. That's basically what they did. Right. And I was like, yeah, I, I, I believe I can do that. You know, <laughs> I, I, I got fall. hired. Um, yeah, I think I can fall. Um, and the majority was acting. And then like the biggest thing is that I had squibs on um, and I had to get shot and then I get shot in the head and fall down. Um, right. And from that experience, because of my background of like movement, a lot of the stunt guys were like, you should go into stunts. Like, Huh. Like you should, you know, and so a lot of them trained me. Like I was very right. blessed to work with some like remarkable people who then kind of showed me what I needed to do. And it like, it tapped into another component of mine of like, 
what can I do with movement to tell a story? And like right. that's kind of where stunts came in as well, because now it's, it's widened my, my base for storytelling, you know, and, um, and once you start learning, like, yes, of course, there's things that are gnarly and you're just like, holy moly, like, even if I do this right, it's going to hurt. Um, and like, there are definite moments where like, you're in the midst of doing something and you're like, I don't think I can do this. And then like the power of three, two, one action. And you're like, oh, I have to do it. Cause they're like, three, two, one. You're like, oh, okay, I have to do it. Um, because they're doing the countdown. Um, right. But yeah, I, I think for me, um, yeah, it, it kind of was almost a natural progression. I think like, right. again, it was, it was a way of, of widening my base of storytelling. Um, it, it like, it fueled this kind of excitement of like what I can do with movement um, right. and like what I can do with my body, you know? And right. like, I feel like there's like a misconception of stunts of like, it's just a bunch of, of like adrenaline junkies. who are just like going in there wild and like throwing, right. you know, our bodies around and that's not necessarily the case. Like that might've been for some people. And also like in the beginning with like the old cowboys doing right. 1970s. Or whatever, now, yeah. yeah. But now it's like, there's definitely a science to it and it is an art form. Like it truly is like you, right. You talk to like the top of the top of these stuntmen and women. And like, there is, there is an artistry to it. And we, and right. we actually train and study like how to fall and like how to, how to sure. do it. In a, in a way that doesn't hurt us, but also in a way that sells it to, to be that, you know. And, well, um, I can see how martial arts can help you out as well because, you know, you have oh, to learn how sure. to fall. You have to learn movement. And you're falling a lot of, a lot of times and, and making a lot oh, of yeah. movements and making mistakes. So I can see how they both kind of work together very easily. Yeah, no, for sure, you know. And, um, and, and just, you know, like, I mean, martial arts, like being able to throw a, a punch and kick properly, you know, right. and then, and then mutating that to whatever the character is or mutating it to like what is needed for that fight. Um, I'm, I'm super happy that I had that in my background already, you know? Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's something really beautiful, beautiful about um, stunt work because it, it is like, you look at the stunt guys and women who like have been in it for a long time. It's like, we break down, the fight the same way that we break down anything else. It's like really seeing like what would um, push the story along, what would sell this the best, um, what we could physically do with our bodies to make this work according to the character, you know? And so, yeah, it it is a lot more about storytelling and there's a lot of acting also in it, which I love, you know, is that, right. which again, people don't really talk about. It's like, you, you gotta be an actor in addition to a stunt person. Like there is an acting element to it. You know, like you, you have to sell it that you got hurt. You have to sell that you, that was a knockout punch. Like you, there, there is that component to it, you know? Right. And you have to move in a way that, that is dictated in the story, you know? So. Right. Um, well, going on, going yeah. on to a really kind of gnarly physical movement. Uh, let's go on to Logan here. I mean, that, that's a pretty, <laughs> pretty gnarly part there. How was, how was that experience yeah. working on that film? Now, did you work with Garrett Warren on, on that film? I did. I did. Yeah. And it was beautiful and insane and hard as hell. Like it was, yeah kind of everything rolled into one um definitely pushed me in ways that I needed to be pushed for sure but was just like holy cow I didn't know I could do that or like this is intense (laughs) um yeah Yeah. you know I mean because Garrett is definitely very demanding um as an individual and 
definitely pushed me in ways that I, I don't know if I would have been pushed otherwise if I wasn't right. on that film or wasn't in that circumstance, you know? And um, I mean, I, it was to have that opportunity to play that character was so amazing and so fulfilling because it's like, I got to actually utilize the things that I was trained to do, you know? Right. And then within right. the context of this beautiful story. And so it's like to take on the movement of this, of this young girl and to be that feral and just like, Oh, like it was, it was so satisfying, but yeah. yes, extremely difficult and definitely a lot of bruises. <laughs> um, yeah, I know, I know, like I know that set was, sure. I know that set was pretty brutal. Extremely. It was extremely yeah. brutal. Like it was, yeah. you know, like those are the moments that you're like, oh yeah, no, I'm doing stunt work. You know, <laughs> like you're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this <laughs> is definitely, yeah, this is definitely stunts, you know. Um, and then also like for the reshoots, um, 87.11 came in. And so that was also a different experience of that. And right. like, again, being pushed in a way that I don't think I would have pushed been pushed if I wasn't in that circumstance, you know, because right. like their level of expectation of what you should be able to do is so right. high. So it's right. like, okay, yeah. I mean, yes, I, I have to rise to that occasion, right? Like there's no other choice. And so right. I feel like I'm, I'm much stronger of a performer and a stronger stunt um, woman because of that movie, because it was like, uh, it's so difficult to push yourself in that way. If, if you don't have that circumstance, you can, but it, it, it just, it's a lot harder, you know? Um, no, did it, when you went to go yeah. see the film, did, did it pay off? Oh yeah. I mean, like there are times when you do something and you're like, I don't know what they're going to use. You know, I don't know if like right. that, but it's like they use like a good 90% of what we created. And so wow. that was, you know, like that's quite unusual, you know, like you're like, whoa, yes. Like, oh, they used it. Awesome. I mean, like that, like the blood right. and tears was worth it, you know, like it, it, it was effective and it, and it was utilized to tell that story, you know? And so right. um, it's super satisfying. And um, I, I, you know, like it was very hard for sure, but um, it, it really like, showed me who I am in a way, you know, of, of what I'm capable of doing, like what I'm able to overcome. Like there was a lot of internal talking <laughs> of just like, you got to do this, you know, and, and um, having to get over certain fears and um, yeah, incredible. it was, it was a, yeah, it was a really beautiful experience. And then like working with like Hugh Jackman, hello. I mean, yeah. <laughs> remarkable. He, like if he wasn't, he, he's a, a miracle actor. Yeah, he really is. You're like, how He's a miracle. are you, like, just so amazing. I mean, yeah, if he was Handsome, so thoughtful, just, uh, empathetic, right? you know, I mean, he's... Absolutely, like, super He's a great person. And just like, yeah. and just excited, like, he's, um, like, yeah, he, like, we did a fight together, and, um, like, he, first of all, like, yeah, he would be a brilliant stuntman, just hands down, like, Right. He like we, we'd be like whipping out pads, and he'd already be hitting the ground. You're like, oh, okay, I guess we don't need this, you know. And um, I remember like we were doing a fight, and um, I just did this like double kick to him. And in order to do really like sell that, I did have to make contact. And I was like, you know, right. is it okay that I kick you? And he was like, yeah, like do it, you know. <laughs> and in the fight, like we were going at it, and I knocked him over. He rolled out of it, got right back up, continued the fight, and, like, literally stood up and was like, fuck yeah! Like, he was, like, so excited. He was like, that was amazing, you know? And just, like, really into work with him. And, um, yeah. That's incredible. Like, yeah, like, he's just, 
uh, yeah, he's an anomaly. Like, he's just, like, yeah. like, I would love to be like him one day, you know, like, to be able to Me too. transcend so many things. <laughs> yeah, no, right? Just, like, he's just so good at everything, and then, like, what he's able to do, like, like oh, he's a dancer, a musician, yeah, like, yeah, what? like, how, what, like, yeah, there are times, like, in between takes, you be like, seeing show tunes in between takes, and then, like, go straight back into being Wolverine, and you're like, what, how did, what, okay, what happened you know, here? Like, he's just, yeah, like, he's just so brilliant, and, um, yeah. yeah, like, if I, like, I would, I would love to, I'm like, I want to be like Hugh Jackman, um, <laughs> You know, There's something like about like that version. Australian flavor of like, you know, Chris Hemsworth <laughs> and, and Hugh Jackman. It's like sure. they're 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 incredible human beings, and and the way they're able yeah. to, you know, re- really be empathetic towards human beings, understand where they're coming from, and and, and have yeah. fun on set. Really have fun on set. I mean, yeah, I mean Margot Robbie is the same way too, where you're just like, yeah. how what. You know, well, like let's get to that in a second because we're gonna we're gonna end on that one yeah. because for oh, okay, so, okay. for some reason but, I, I know a a lot of people who've been on that set or or who've worked on that set and it's it's insane to me yeah. that they've got so many people in that but let's go let's go on to um, uh, Pitch Perfect three because uh, I had oh, a friend who worked on that which which is Ashley Hudson uh, she she oh, doubles yeah. Yeah. Do, do you know Ashley Hudson. I do. I know Ashley. Yeah. I actually, um, she's also a filmmaker as well. And so yes, I, she is. I, yeah. So I went down to, oh, we were filming in Texas together, um, on one of her projects, actually. She's lovely. And I like, which project? I have crazy, um, just her own personal, um, project that she was making her own film. Oh yeah. No, I know all so, of her movies. Uh, I, I, we went yeah. to AMA in order to push one of her movies. I, I help, oh, I help no produce way. a lot of her films. Yeah. 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 Like, she and I are very it, close it, friends. It, Oh, fantastic. No, it's a new one. Like, um, I, I don't think she's completed it yet. Um, like we, yeah, she's, she's been working the on judge? it for a little while. Huh? No. Oh, what is it called? No, I just forgot the name of it. Um, I'm like, hold on one minute. Um, <laughs> I have it. Um, but like it's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. She's lovely. She's an incredible she's person. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny that you know her. Um, yeah, so well. we've known her yeah, for a long time. My, my movie was playing, and her movie was playing, and I beelined right towards her oh, about five years fantastic. ago, and we just become yeah great friends. We go to Disneyland together, and I know her oh, sister, no and yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. I know her sister so you quite know well. Her really well. Yeah, I know yeah. her really well. Is, you know, and her, her family. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, Laundry Day was the. Um, oh, Laundry Day. It's yeah. like a new. Yeah, yeah. So like that that's something yeah that we worked on together and um she's super lovely and and kind of really trusted um us to to kind of also put in our own kind of feedback and stuff and yeah she's lovely yeah and um yeah and like I was it was such a random thing that she contacted me for it and um yeah I think she's brilliant I think she's amazing and um yeah yeah I would love to work with her more for sure, but um, she worked a little yeah, bit on Logan so, as well. So that you you got to be yeah. on the set as well with her on there. Not um, not as much on that, like because we were okay. kind of all over the place. So um, right, yeah. But um, like same thing on Pitch Perfect three. Like I, I didn't actually get to work with her because we, you know, like there's like different units, there's different things happening. Sure. So sometimes like there's like that miss, but. Um, yeah, Pitch Perfect 3 was also for fun. Like, it was it was cool because 
you got to um, work with like a whole group of stunt women, <laughs> like, right. which is so unusual. And they usually you know, keep their like, regular stunt women from, from beginning to end from pitch perfect one to pitch yeah. perfect three. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was, it was super cool to kind of, and like Jennifer Badger is, you know, was the coordinator on that. Oh, she, she's so, great. She's amazing. And so supportive of, like it's it's remarkable to have a female stunt coordinator. Like Shauna Duggins is also remarkable in the sense of like they've all done it. Like they've been there, they've done it, so they understand what it means to also be female within the stunt community, not just a stunt right. person, you know. And right. um, especially like for something like Pitch Perfect Three, where we're having to wear heels and like dresses and like how do we hide these pads or like what do we do, you know? And um, like to have an advocate there who can be like, actually, no, they're not going to do it with that. Like, can we add a jacket to that to, so she can hide a pad in it? Or, you know, yeah. can, can we not have them in heels when they jump off this, this yacht? You know, like that was a huge thing of, um, there was, there was a miscommunication. Well, I don't know if it was a miscommunication, but basically like when we got to set, they had us in these heels to jump off of this yacht. And um, she had told them, quite a few weeks prior that, you know, like we're not going to be wearing heels. Like it's unnecessary. Let's just like have right. them in flat so that they can adequately do their, their stunt. And um, I don't know where like the miss, you know, like miscommunication was or whatever, but um, she was stood her ground and was like, they're not going to be doing this unless we get flat for them. Period. Right. You know, and, and it was great to have an advocate like that because she, she's done it. She's been in it. She knows what it's like to be female, you know, because it is a different thing. Like, um, you know, we are sometimes asked to do certain things in a lot less clothes, you know, and right. in heels um, in a way that men don't necessarily have to deal with. Not that, you know, like right. sometimes they do have, have some of their own issues of like being shirtless or whatever, but um, I feel like there's quite a bit of that more for women, you know? Right. So it's, it's, it's so great to kind of have someone who can. It's who great can to have an advocate. Yeah. It's great to yeah. have somebody there to yeah. protect you. Yeah. Which is, you know, technically what a coordinator is there to do. But I think someone right. like Shauna Duggan is the same way of like, who's lived it as a female who's gone through it to like really be able to speak on that. And um, yeah. So that was, nice. a, that was a beautiful set to be on to have so many women. Like, I think we outnumbered the men, which is yeah. such a strange thing, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to text amazing. Ashley and, and tell her that you're on the radio show today. That's going to be funny. Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, please. She's, she's so I, I contact her. She's I so contact great. her every, every other day to make sure that uh, she's doing okay in Louisiana. Cause it's kind of a hot spot right now. And, Oh, you know, right, her, her sister, right. her sister's a nurse. So, you know, she's working tirelessly oh, no. to help out people. Yeah. So Ooh, that's that's kind, that's that's kind of a damn shame. So so let's yeah. let's jump to uh, let's jump to Birds of Prey because this is you know I I love that film I've watched it three times already yeah. and and okay. I've had several people I had several people on on the radio show that have been in that film for some reason uh, and a good yeah. friend of mine was was one of the cops in the in the um, in the police station. Uh, oh, how was sure. yeah yeah how was how was it like being being on that set that set was in, must have been insane. It was insane. It was insane. For sure. I mean, there was, there was so many stunt performers and um, remarkable stunt performers, like yep. um, definitely working with like in, in that film. And um, uh, 
Yeah, I mean, it was definitely intense. There was a lot of action for sure and very unique action too. Very you know, like the Yeah, like the fun house was insane, like what we can yes. create with this, within this um, fun house, which was also super thrilling, you know, because it's right. not your normal gag well, Harley you're being, doing. Just like, Harley being in front of that, that motorcycle really freaked me out. And that, that gave oh, me the sure. cold chills. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, yeah, I mean, like, um, it, yeah, it was, you, it was no, such a... Were you doubling the little girl? Yes. Um, okay. Ella Basco. Ella yeah. J. Basco. She's, oh, yeah. I love her. I love her family. Yes. I'm really close with her and her family. Her, her father is a very, very people. popular actor. He's been, he's been in yeah. Hook and, and so many, he was, yeah. he was a, he was a voice for, uh, or for, uh, for what's his name in, in, uh, the last airbender, Avatar, the last airbender and. He's been in so yeah. many things. Oh, that was, that's her uncle. Yeah, that was her yeah. uncle. Um, yeah. Yeah, and then, and then, like, her whole family, they're all actors, like, yes. really. Um, and yes. And they're all incredible and super supportive. Like, her grandparents would come to set, you know, and, like, watch. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, like, it was, it was like a family affair. And, um, but they're so, they're so down to earth. They're so amazing. Like, I've, they've invited me over for, you know, like, like um, music night or like they're just they're just remarkable people and I I have a warm place in my heart for them and and um, I like I feel like Ella is like my little sister you know like nice. she's she's amazing she's lovely like she also is a martial artist she's also like yes. insanely talented insane like uh, you know her her music her acting mm-hmm. her you know like she does martial arts she does different kinds like I think she also skates and she's yeah. just She's very well rounded. Yeah. Oh yes, for sure. But then extremely grounded, and I think that's obviously her family, because they yeah. are as well. And um, yeah, well, she has a lot of family that yeah. really, you really put her in her place, and it doesn't allow her to like get ahead of herself. So. Oh, for they're... sure. I mean, because they've also been through it. They also have done it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right. Like her uncle being, you know, who he is. It's like they they understand. I think there's a, there's a much larger understanding of what all of it is, which I think is a really good thing to have. Cause especially for, for younger performers, there is a, there's a way you can either buy into the Hollywood sense or there's a way to um, really see, see what it is and like look at it as like a super amazing job. Um, But not taking in the fact of like the celebrity aspect of it, you know? Right. Right. And honestly, I feel like the, the actors on on Birds of Prey also kind of lend to that. Like they are also there to do their job, and there's not that right. sense of like I'm a celebrity, I'm super important. Like don't look at me. Well, you know, Elizabeth like, Weinstead was, was on the film. Yeah. I mean, I, I I love her to death. I mean, she's she's an amazing. Yeah. Um, she's worked on so so many movies, so many different right. things. Her, her movie in Cloverfield, she did The Thing too. She did so many different films that are just incredible. But Margot right. Robbie is really a, a powerhouse. Oh, Margot Robbie is, is, yeah, like when you want to talk about incredible personalities that just overtook Hollywood, yeah. she's absolutely one of them. She is amazing. Like, I mean, she's like a Hugh Jackman for sure. Like she, yes. her skill level is insane um, just across the board, you know, um, yep. like super physical. Like, I mean, she did a lot of her own skating stuff, like, you know, um, really just incredible actor. Oh yeah. She did a lot. Like she is extremely good, extreme and like <laughs> works really, really hard. And um, 
doesn't have a problem with like falling down or like she's super tough and right um yeah like I am in awe of her because yeah. like she also you know was like co-producer of, of it and so that's right see she her helped create it as well work, yeah yeah like to see her work in all those different avenues in a way that was um seamless like to be able right. to, to to tap into that role of like being the boss and then like going straight into being the actor and then like learning the stunts and like knowing like all the different components of it and then being right. a beautiful human on top of it and knowing all of her names like right. from the first day you know and that's that's difficult because there are a lot of us you know and that's so like difficult she to do. knew all of us yeah you know and um took the time to know all of us and and um, was super lovely as a, as a person and like really yeah. also showed us like, like she worked so hard. So you wanted to also work really hard as well. And um, I like that yeah, one scene inside the fun house where she, uh, the, the one woman, she goes, uh, how did she do a costume change? Oh yeah. No, for <laughs> sure. Like, yeah. Like she's like in her, in her um, skates and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. She, you know, like she is, she's absolutely amazing. She's, um, yeah. yeah, like she's also one that I'm like, yes, I would love to be like that one day. Like just to be yeah. able to, to navigate through all of that and to do it right. so well. And, and just her acting capability of being able to come in and out of that space so seamlessly. And, um, like she'd be joking around with us and then go straight back into, you know, what she needed to be. And you're just like, whoa, how did, how did you do that? You know, and right, um, right. Yeah, She's very and then disciplined. definitely, extremely, extremely. But then all social and is you know, like there for you and able to connect with you and and so like it was a really good balance to have and um, yeah she nice. she's again like remarkable as well. How are the stunts like like right there? Because because that she gets the little girl gets thrown around a lot. She goes through a lot of yeah. punishment, especially the end scene. Yeah, I mean, like, I actually would have loved more, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> like, um, uh, but I mean, it, it was such a team effort. Like, so much of it was choreography that that um, worked within the team. So, like, that was a, a lovely um, experience because it, again, like we all had to feed off of each other, and um, because all the characters had to feed off of each other, you know. So, right, right. Um, and and it was lovely because all of those girls are my friends, you know. So, like. It was it was such a beautiful experience because we quite often don't get to see each other as much because we're all working in our separate projects. So um, to be able to work with this like group of of kickass women was so flipping cool and um, nice. And again, like to kind of like learn from each other and and um, experience this this film with each other was incredible. So yeah, there was a, it was a lot more of a team thing than like individual. So which I love, like, I love that kind of element. I think just because of the nature of what it was, it had to be, you know, right. there were so many, there were so many factors involved and so many things that we were playing with that um, it really had to be a dance. So. Um, sure. You needed, yeah. you needed to have a lot of cooperation on that set. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. Cause there, were, there was definitely a lot of us and like <laughs> Jojo and John Valera, like they're just, uh, godsends and amazing and like yeah again like i don't know how they were able to um facilitate all of this create all this right. stuff but then also like crack jokes and you know um keep things kind of 
still in a place of like lighthearted play, but also understanding right. like the gravity of the work, you know, it's, right. it was a nice balance of having that, like, that's nice. you know, cause it's, yeah, it was, yeah, really, really cool. And like, again, like the stunt team was remarkable on this film, like remarkable. I learned so much from just being with them. <laughs> you know? Nice. Yeah. Now, now you, yeah. you've also done, you've also done mocap work as well, right? For Star Wars, yeah, like I've done Fallen Jedi. Yeah. How many yeah. times have you done mocap yeah. before? And do, you, and do you enjoy it? I do enjoy it. I mean, I haven't done it as much as I, like, I'm not like uh, a mocap artist in the sense, like, there's quite a few uh, stunt performers who do it on the regular. Um, right. For me, like, I've, I've had the pleasure of doing it, um, like, a handful of times. And I love it every time because it's a huge playground. You know, right. like, it, like the possibilities are endless and like you can be so many different people and like different characters. And, and that taps into obviously like my, my actor, you know, side and like, like, I, I think like I can pull in a lot of also my movement element creature. You're like, okay, great. Like what kind of creature am I? Like how, how would this creature move? Like, what do I got to do? You know? Uh, right. And yeah, it's a huge playground. It's, it's super fun. Um, and then it's just like because we're all in these like weird funky outfits, you know, um, right. with no cap. It's like again, there's like no egos. We're all just like in it. I don't think you can with those it. outfits on. Yeah. No, like you can't. There's no way. <laughs> like you're just like, yep, <laughs> I'm in a unitard with balls on it. Like what? Right. What else are we gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, like so there's definitely you know. But it's it's like it's, it really is. It's a huge playground. And um, well, Marissa, I, I unfortunately, we're, yeah. we're we're running out of time. But you know, I I, okay, I do want to bring. Sure. Up, <laughs> I, I I really could talk to you for another hour, but yeah, we've already, no, we're we're really good. hitting two hours right now. But I, I really want to talk wow. to you about. Uh, yeah, I know it goes by really fast. I have it a lot does of people go who go by really fast. Yeah, I have a lot of people who go. How can I? I I don't want to talk for an hour. And I'm like, yeah, and then right, they're on for right. two hours. It's like, come on, yeah, you have a lot like, to oh, say. Yeah, you're like, oh, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, it was for lovely sure. talking to you. It was very easy to talk yeah. to you. But I, I well, do want to bring like a hype. You know, yeah. But go ahead. Yeah, it's just a conversation. Like, I love it. I love that it's yeah. like, yeah, where it's just, yeah. Well, that's the way I like yeah, to do my radio show. Like, you yeah. and I sit next to each other, and I, I just want to get to know you. And that's, yeah, that's how I like, lovely. yeah. Yeah, that's how I like radio shows. But I want want to bring a hypothetical to you. Let's just say there's another first generation girl who's like four foot 11, somewhere in L.A., and she wants to be just like you. She wants to grow up and she wants to be a dancer. She wants to she wants to be an actor. Maybe she wants to do some stunt work. She doesn't know. She wants to go to college Mm -hmm. and and major in a lot of different things. Do you have any advice to her on what what she needs to do, like the basics of what she needs to do to accomplish even half of what you've done in your life oh goodness um well I mean like, I think like first of all just finding out what you're passionate about and I think that's going to be like the number one thing because I think um being like like for me being you know a little bit different in the sense of like I'm not the normal size and I'm not you know like the normal kind of Hollywood type that um it has forced me to really find clarity of what I want and like uh, find my own voice and understand like where I want to come from and like find the singularity and who I am as an individual, you know? And right. I think because of, of like the fact that I am somewhat different, like that has actually given me that opportunity to do so. So I think like it's really a matter of, of finding out what you love and then just like getting down to work, like going into the nitty gritty of it and like 
exploring it to all ends of the earth to like really just see the possibilities of it and like also being open to like what that actually means for you and like what you'd want to do with it. Cause I, I had no idea I'd end up in the place that I'm in. Like I didn't have that clear path of like, Oh, and then I'm going to do this and then I'm going to do that. I feel like it just was a natural progression that just kind of happened. And I, and I feel like um, I was just open to receiving what those opportunities would be, you know, and then just had the passion to want to, physicality and you know um yeah so I feel like like finding your passion but I think then also being open to opportunities and just seeing other possibilities and and understanding for yourself like where you want to be within that and finding your voice within it you know was it important to you to have a family that was so behind you well sure I mean that's of course super helpful but I mean like I do just say (laughs) My my parents did have a little bit of, like, a reserve of, of, you know, like, maybe, you know, you should find something more stable, you know. Like, there was obviously <laughs> that fear, for sure. You know, right. and then until, like, I was actually able to make a career out of it, then they were like, oh, great, awesome. Like, I can relax with that and be excited about what you're we doing. We know you first know? generations are. Your first generations are, yeah. are very tough to convince. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, so, I'm like, first generation myself, it, yeah. so I understand. Oh, are you? Yeah, oh, I am. For sure, yeah. You know, so, like, I did have to somewhat prove myself to my family that, like, yes, I can do this. Um, nice. But, I mean, absolutely. But I knew that, you know, regardless, I'd have support to fall back on if I needed to. So, yeah, I mean, right. definitely it is super helpful to have that support system. But I do think, like, also, like I said, I did have to prove myself. So I didn't know that I wanted this. You know, like I didn't know that right. I wanted something that was in this creative realm and I was going to pursue it no matter what. So now what is the future um, yeah. hold for you? What do you, what are you doing next? What, what, what can we look forward to? Ooh, I mean, it's so hard because right now everything's <laughs> so, um, I'm so shut down. Uh, yeah. You know, but I mean, I think for me, honestly, like I, I have been really working towards um, like creating my own films and um, finding my own voice within that and um, exploring like the different avenues of, of, of bringing all of my loves together, like bringing in the acting, bringing in the dance, bringing in, you know, the action based things and like creating remarkable stories that I want to be part of and I want to tell, you know? So I think that's kind of where I'm headed, you know? Right. Um, Yeah. So well, my, my audience, <laughs> my audience wants to yeah. find you. My audience wants wants to see what you're doing. They want to follow you. They want to follow your your ex, ever expanding career. How how could they reach out oh, to you, you and see your see your and, things? I mean, like I think so. My website, MarissaLabog.com. Um, my production company, which is UpProductions.com. Um, UpProductions with a Z at the end instead of an okay. S. Um, and um, I'm on all the social medias as Marissa LeBog and also at Productions. So I'm in the world. Um, so we can find yeah. you on Instagram. We can find you on Twitter. We can find you on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. All of those, oh. all of those social media. That's jams. incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, Marissa, sure. it, it's, been, it's been a pleasure. It is my honor oh, to have you a, on the show. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for reaching out and, and for having me on the show. It's been super delightful. Oh, it's been you know, a fantastic yeah. interview. I, I really appreciate it. Marissa LeBog. Thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. You're going to go out with some cheers. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yay. 
<laughs> you cool. have yourself a great weekend, and, and please take care Thank of yourself. Thank you, you, too. Oh, you as well. Absolutely. Bye, girl. Bye. God, what an incredible human being. From dancing, martial arts, to movies, dancing in movies, to stunt work like on a lot of shows that were that were youth based to Birds of Prey. Which was insane. I love that movie. Great movie. Pit Perfect 3, which, you know, she knew Ashley Hudson from. Logan, that she knew Garrett Warren from. People like her are incredibly special because... And you can tell because she, she smiled and she laughed a lot. She has that special personality that people want to be on set with for 16 to 18 hours with. We've talked about this before. What makes an actor or an actress special? People want to be with them. They want to spend time with them. They're delightful people. She was delightful. Incredibly experienced in all of her fields. Like I said, from martial arts to dancing, was a ballerina up until the age she went to college. English. I mean, she's so articulate. A wonderful human being. First generation. Father a doctor. I can't wait to see what else she has going on for her in the future. I look forward to seeing her success. And when you like somebody, that's, that's where you put that energy. I can't wait to see them succeed, even more than they already have. Marissa Labog, it was, it was my honor to have you on the show. You brought a levity and a joy and a kindness that we all need to see. We can't wait to see your bright future just become even brighter, your flower to blossom, the growth of your experiences. And to my audience out there right now, all of you listening in, we talked about this in our interview today. This is a reflective point in our lives right now. Look deep within yourself. Love yourself care about yourself take time for yourself read that book write that book see that movie write that movie the world's going to open up really soon and it's going to need you it's going to need your kindness your empathy the thing that Marissa Labog was talking about you see how in awe we were of Hugh Jackman and, and, and Margot Robbie and how kind they were that's a necessary component to success and to happiness. If there's time to cultivate anything in your life, it's time to cultivate that. When you go out back out into the world, when this whole thing is done, 
Be happy to be alive. Be happy to exist. Make other people feel the same way. And you'll be that special person that everybody wants to work with, that everybody wants to know, that everybody wants to love. It's not a trick. I love you all. Bless you all. This has been Cinephiles Radio. I'm your host, Steve Pisa. Thank you for blessing me with the ability to talk to all of you. Love yourself. Have yourself a great week. I'll talk to you soon. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.